everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. As a lot of you know, these conversations began as joined live streams that turned into podcasts to help reach more people and spread more hope. Thank you so much for your patience with the quality of sound as we figure out the best way to bring you these important chats, just in hopes of spreading more love and positivity. I hope you enjoy. What is up, everybody? It is Townsend, of course. I am so excited about tonight's live stream. I'm going to be chit-chatting with Beth Ann Davenport. We're going to be talking about hypnotherapy, what the heck hypnotherapy is, what it looks like, who's it for, who would benefit from it. All right, we're going to go ahead and hop in. So, Beth Ann, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, We're going to be chit-chatting about hypnotherapy, um, just overall wellness, what that looks for, or what that looks at, rather. Um, So, I'm really excited. This is a topic that I really don't know much about, and I didn't want to look too much into it because I wanted to be totally taken aback when I chatted with you. So, I I met Beth Ann not too long ago. We were doing a book club, and she just blew me away. I feel like... You're super motivated. You're like a go-getter, which I think I am as well. So I feel like I I immediately was like, I have to get to know her better. And so when I saw you working on this project and starting up this company and just like digging in your heels, I was like, oh yeah, it is time. So I'm so excited. I'm so honored to be here. And it's funny. I was telling, uh, oh, hey, Dr. Jen. Um, I was telling my daughter, she was like, now, I was like, well, I don't know that we've actually met in real life. We, we were in a book club. It's like one of the, you know, hidden things that came so positively from COVID was this quarantine book club that we joined. Um, and it was such a gift. So I'm just so happy to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, now that you say that, I realized I felt like I had met you face to face, but yeah, I guess Dreams. you're right. I guess we just did like the zoom meetings. With the we should people. fix that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. I know. Or we should start another book club like we have time to be reading. Agreed. But I think we should. Done. Done. We're going to do that soon. All right. So let's hop in. So who the heck, for people logging in, who the heck is Beth Ann Davenport? So just tell us a little bit about um, yourself. I am a pharmacist by degree. Um, And so if you're already like wondering how a pharmacist becomes a hypnotherapist, we'll get there. And is not a joke like a chicken crossing the road. Um, but I am a, a pharmacist and I actually went from pharmacy. Um, I've been in pharmacy my whole life. So I spent uh, my entire life watching people come in month after month for the same medication at a higher dose. And this is physical and mental wellness, right? So um, same medication at a higher dose or new medication for worsening condition. Um, largely at the time it was looking at physical wellness, right? So blood pressure, things are lifestyle diseases mainly. Um, and just realizing that people were alive, but not thriving. And thriving is a passion of mine, um, just bordering on an obsession because I believe it should be a, a right, not a privilege. Um, and so I ended up, um, very long story short, looking into functional medicine because of my brother, who's in Austin, Texas, um, and helped start Siete Foods. And um, whenever he asked, I told him kind of some of my frustrations as I went through my own wellness journey. And everything that I do or offer or teach is because I needed it first. Um, And so really, I I found I'm a mother of three as well. Um, And so I found myself at around age um, 31, 30, 31, somewhere in there, uh, just really physically burnt out, exhausted, inflamed, heavier in all of the ways, right? So physically I was heavier, but also like emotionally, mentally, 
Um, it just, I was burned out completely um, physically. And so that led to discovering functional medicine, which is really root cause medicine. And it looks at a lot of things that are overlooked in terms of um, physical and mental and emotional wellness. Um, and that is largely food as medicine, but also movement stress management is huge. Um, so we look at nutrition, we look at uh, the way that you sleep. Sleep is a giant priority. Many, many things in your life will fix themselves if you just get to sleep. Um, so that's a, a big focus. But I actually launched prescription wellness as a result of that functional medicine journey and experiencing it in my own life. And then when I transitioned from working in pharmacy to working from home, um, I developed really severe anxiety that functional medicine couldn't touch and really neither could traditional medicine. It was just, it was deeper. It wasn't just mental. It was, it was mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Um, and that's really when I had um, my, so if I had a physical burnout around age 31 ish, um, then around 32, 33, I had a spiritual burnout and I really learned um, that you cannot be well with a broken spirit. And that led to um, a significant deconstruction from um, a fundamental, legal, legalistic, a little bit um, authentic in a lot of ways. I don't want to speak negatively, but I was raised very, very conservative Southern Baptist. Um, and I absorbed a lot of things from that that are not accurate, we'll say. And so um, for the sake of time, I, I learned to meditate during that season um, because I really learned that, you know, prayers, talking to God, meditation is listening. And I didn't ever shut up um, to hear what God has to say back. And as it turns out, when you do that, then it's not the scary legalistic religion side that you get because that's not real, right? It's like the actual creator of the universe is talking to you. And that's a different experience that also happens to have really significant um, mental and physical benefits. So meditation, I know this is not talking about meditation, but if you don't meditate, um, it actually, so it changes your brain structure physically. It um, increases the corpus callosum, which is the part of your brain that lets your left and right hemispheres communicate. So you are better at decision making. Um, you have better emotional regulation. It increases gray matter, um, which is like healthy brain tissue in the areas that are responsible for cognitive function, emotional regulation. Um, it decreases or it shrinks your amygdala, which is what allows you to feel that fight or flight response that we all like hate whenever we don't actually need to fight or fly anywhere. Um, it does all sorts of things. So they, so uh, brain scans of 50 year old meditators look as good as or better than brain scans of 25 year old non-meditators. Like it's bananas what that does. Um, however, even with all of these tools in my little wellness tool belt um, with functional medicine and nutrition and all of those things and supplements and, and then adding in meditation, even so I recognize that I needed therapy. Like, without question, there was some stuff in there that needed to be addressed. And also by this time, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. I have three children um, and a husband and a business and, you know, various other responsibilities. And I, I was, I felt behind, like I just was, you know, overwhelmed at even the thought of, cause most of the people that I knew that had done therapy had spent years doing it already. And we're still working through some of the same stuff. And it was so um, defeating to me to think about. And then um, I would say not by coincidence, I came across hypnotherapy. And the very first time that I did it, 
was a general masterclass. It was recorded. It was not for me personalized. It was maybe an hour. It was free. Um, and I had the most tremendous breakthrough. I It's difficult to put into words, but it felt like um, a weight had been lifted. Like it just like a veil had been torn, whatever metaphor you want to use. It was, I was a changed person after this one hour random click on a masterclass and I was hooked. And so I began really doing a lot of it just for myself. Again, this, I had no intention of bringing it into the wellness space until you can't really go through hypnotherapy without learning about how your mind works. That's just part of the process. And I'll share some of that with you tonight. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Not Alone with Townsend. If you're enjoying these live streams and podcasts and want to see them continue, head over to patreon.com slash townsendtmusic. Your support means that the research and time and effort that goes into each one of these episodes can continue, and we can reach out to more guests and do more awesome things in 2022. All right. Back to the conversation. But as I was learning these things, I began to notice that I can actually predict um, a person's success in terms of their long-term wellness, however they want to measure it, however they choose to measure it. I can predict, even within like the first conversation, how well they're going to do long-term based on the words that they use when they speak about themselves or when they speak about um, the possibilities. And a lot of times I tell people quite often Prescription wellness is the name of um, the business that I started in 2018. I now have a business partner. It's grown. Um, but prescription wellness exists because everything that you need to get well technically is available somewhere on the Internet. It's just mixed in with a whole lot of information that you don't need. And so really, in a lot of ways, we become pre professional filters and organizers and strategists for how to actually like get well on your own terms. Um, and with hypnotherapy, that allowed me to help people get out of their own way, right? So I can give you all the tools in the world, but if your mind keeps you from using them, then what good does it do you really? And so that is uh, where hypnotherapy comes into play because you can actually completely change the way that you think, behave, react to any situation. So self-sabotage, which is super common in the wellness space, um, is probably the number one like initial topic that I help people with within hypnotherapy because whenever you get out of your own way then you can take advantage of all of these things that you know like most of us know what we need to do at, at minimum drink more water and like get outside and move around a little you know if you feel good those things that make you feel better are good for you and so you can actually train your brain to enjoy those things to crave those things to miss those things if you've gone too long without them it's it's pretty bananas yeah, that's wild for sure. I love the thing about meditation. So I've actually read several things. Uh, one of my favorite books that I've ever read talks about meditation and how it's really, you think like, you know, you just sit in silence, but it's actually a gift to be able to do it. And it's actually really hard. Like you have to train your body. And it talks about when you begin, you'll be surprised. I mean, I think they said something like 12 seconds it takes for your mind mm -hmm. to be like, what's for dinner? What are we doing tomorrow? Blah, blah, blah. But training that brain to just take a minute, just relax. Don't think about those things. Don't stress. But especially being American, we're so, like you said, almost self-sabotaging, just like planning more and more and doing, doing, and I'm not good enough. And social media certainly doesn't help that. So that's really cool. So would you say, um, 
like the wellness part of what you do? You know, you're talking about natural. Is that yes. the same thing? As I mean, holistic? yes and no. So I, functional medicine is not anti-medication at all. Um, and obviously I'm a pharmacist. So I, I deal drugs. <laughs> That's uh, what I do, but it, I think it's important. Most people, especially in, in the mental health space, they're not fully satisfied with the medications that they're on. Like they're always trying to modify it or something's not working or that. I mean, it's very difficult. I don't know that I've ever come across anyone that's like, yeah, I'm on this dose of this med and it's perfect. You know, like there, that just doesn't happen. And so I think it's really important for people to know that there are other options and it's not a judgment game, right? That's part of meditation is to release judgment, to not attach emotion to these things. And cause that's what causes the physical burden of a thought is attaching a, a meaning to it that doesn't have to be there. So whenever you are in a place where you can, um, without judgment, just kind of notice your thoughts and then choose which ones are serving you and which ones you want to keep that, that part of the mind training is um, it's really powerful and it's, it's really beneficial long-term too, because the more that you, and there's quantum physics behind all of this, if you want to get real geeky, but like there, the more that you are able to really choose your focus where your focus goes grows. And so the more that you can train yourself to focus on, because at any given moment we can, choose to see there are a multitude of good things to see or a multitude of negative things and we're not talking about toxic positivity like ignoring we're just talking about where we want to place our mental energy right because if i put my mental energy on a whole lot of negativity i.e keep the news on all day long then i'm actually communicating to my mind that this is what i'm looking for and so that's what my mind is seeking out, similar to like a blue car syndrome, right? Like you think nobody drives a blue car until you start looking for them and then they're everywhere or until you buy one or what have you. I'm more of a neutral girl myself, but um, whenever you do that within, yeah. within meditation and within the quieting of the mind, then in a real world scenario where you see something that at first gives you that like reaction, you're actually able to say, okay, wait, in this moment, let me become present again, because right now in the present moment, I am safe. My needs are met. I'm here. And the, the power of that is so significant. And that's really what creates those changes long term, those physical changes that I mean, it actually so meditation actually it lengthens these things on your DNA called um, telomeres, which are like the ends of shoestring. Right. So um, the, with age and toxic living and what have you, they, they shrink, they shrink, they shrink. And when they get short enough, a cell dies. And so that there's aging involved and, and disease risk. Um, and up until meditation, we didn't know anything that could lengthen telomeres. But meditation does. And so the implications for that, obviously, like I can't say meditation will help you live longer. But I also am not going to say that that's not possible because it's increasing your cell-like longevity, which is nuts. And it's free. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, that's too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love it. I myself do not do meditation. I tried it for a little bit, but just like anything else, you kind of get too busy and you forget about it. You don't put your self care first, which I I'm one to say I need to practice what I preach because I'm hardcore about doing self care. Yet here I am working and doing all this stuff, but. Thankfully, I found joy in what I do, but I need to get back on the meditation game for sure. And this kind of reminds yeah, me that, and you doing, know what, I need to get back into sorry, that. Choosing, um, choosing guided meditations, especially when you're starting no. out, is so much easier because it gives you just little snippets of time to clear your mind while also being prompted about like, 
just reminders, you know, like, hey, you can notice the thought. That doesn't mean you have to hold on to it. You know, it's just, it's really, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and hop in. So what is hypnotherapy and what does that look like as a patient coming in? So let's get, say I come into your office and I'm like, I want to try this. The first thing that comes to my mind and people that message me <laughs> is you're holding like a big watch and you're going back and you're putting us in a trance and you're trying to so yes like, done and just okay so the, the type hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy that I am certified in is called rapid transformational therapy which is a cheesy title but it's really accurate and there are no uh, there are no um, pocket watches involved or anything of that nature uh, so so to okay. ease your mind cool. just first and foremost hypnosis like stage hypnosis is not hypnotherapy um, so I will not make you quack like a duck or chug a beer unless you request that. <laughs> Otherwise, hypnotherapy. So you know how you always hear that like we only use 10% of our brains and blah, blah, blah. false. More accurately, we only access 10% of our brain and that other 90% is holding our subconscious and it holds on to so much more than we realize and it's a constant meaning-making machine, okay? But also before I move further into that, you were hypnotized for the entire first seven years of your life and you are still hypnotized every day periodically so hypnosis is a brainwave it's an alpha brainwave so right now you and i are in beta brainwave which means that we are awake alert we're conscious um we are like having logical conversation we know we're aware of what's going on around us um sleep would be yes hope hope um sleep would be like a delta wave or a theta wave depending on the depth of sleep um, an alpha wave is um, a very absorptive state of mind. A lot of times the term suggestible is used. I don't love that because it sounds weaker to me. Um, but basically what that means is that what you're hearing, seeing, feeling, and experiencing, your mind sort of takes on as universal truth. So what when you're talking about when you're zero to seven and your brain is not fully developed yet and you're in this alpha brainwave all the time, that's when your entire world view is formed. That's why those years are so critical because, you know, you can have a singular experience. Uh, some, some kid on the playground who, you know, can say something ugly to you and, and you take it on as like part of your identity for the rest of your life. Or um, I, I give, well, I'll back up before I give examples, but okay. So going back to talking about the 90% that our brain holds. Okay. So whenever you, if you were to come in to, or it's virtual, but if you were to log on, log on with me um, and we're talking about what, what you want to use hypnotherapy for, we do it either issue specific. So a struggle or a problem or goal specific. So like if you have, you know, you want to improve your golf game, I don't know. Um, I, I'm looking to practice more on those because they're less common for sure. So tennis, I don't know, something. Um, but you, so we do what's called a regression in any of the issue specific ones, which means that we allow, when you get into hypnosis, it's, it's like a sleep of your nervous system. So one, it feels super relaxing. Two, it allows you to access that 90% of your brain that normally you can't access and it allows you to see the dots that that part of your brain is connecting for you. So whenever we get into hypnosis using visualization, not um, machinery, uh, we do, we, we take you, or I, it's just me, I take you back to 
scenes from your past, and normally they're in childhood, but not always, um, <clears throat> that led you to form beliefs that then have contributed largely or sometimes completely to the presenting problem, we'll call it. So I, Townsend, I've regressed people back to 18 months old, six months old. It's bananas because your mind holds on to all of these images, even if you don't have the words to have the memories, your mind holds on to the feelings, the emotions, the scenery. Um, it's really crazy. And it and it's still making meaning even if it doesn't have the words to give that meaning. It's still eventually that that wordage came basically. So when whenever you're able to connect dots within these scenes, because we go to multiple scenes. Um, and so whenever we are able to connect dots, you get to become your own detective and really say, okay, well, of course, you know, I developed a belief that, so for instance, I, I give this example all the time and I've warned, I tell my parents, like, it's not your fault. I want you to know this because <laughs> every, like, uh, I believe that parents are required to be entire villages now. And so it is impossible for, uh, as a parent myself, it's impossible to, to be all the things that we're supposed to be. Um, but so an easy example, and this happens to a lot of people. I got left at church when I was like four, right? Very classic, like my mom thought my dad had me, my dad thought my mom had me. So the thing about this is that, um, one, there's a biological component in that your mind is, it's wired to remember the negative because it, your, your mind's job is to keep you alive, not to keep you happy, to keep you alive. And so um, it remembers the negative because you, we have to keep in mind that we are not living in the world that our bodies were designed in. Like our lifestyles are completely different. And so a few hundred years ago, even let alone thousand or million or however many, um, if you were out in the forest and you ate a purple berry and it made you super sick, you need to remember purple berries make me sick. You don't necessarily have to remember. I can have red berries and blackberries and blueberries. And so that it has biological purpose except for it can kind of get hijacked with these emotional situations. So from this experience, even though I was literally in church a minimum of three times a week and always got picked up except for that one time, from that one experience, my mind formed a belief that I am forgettable. Now, the when you take that as a four-year-old and you extrapolate it out to a 30-year-old woman, who has a family and, and work and, you know, all these obligations, I was trying to find external validation that I was worth remembering, okay? Which that doesn't, like, external validation is not consistent. That's why internal beliefs are so important because, yes, sometimes I get validated that I am worth remembering because someone remembers, hey, I saw, you know, you're that redheaded girl that I saw wherever, but not always, right? quite often not. And so whenever you're operating from a place of needing that, then you're not actually following like your inner guidance or, you know, what I would, what I believe is Christ in me, right? I'm not following that internal guidance. I'm, I'm, I'm reactive rather than proactive or I'm, I'm creating, I'm not creating, but I am, I'm reacting. So um, whenever I was able to, one, recognize that belief and then dispel it and shift it to the past because we can't change what happened. And a lot of big, big negative stuff come, you know, like that's a funny haha example. There's some major stuff that comes up um, and we can't change that. But what we can change is the meaning that our mind makes of it and the way that it affects us moving forward. And so once we get to the root of, 
the, um, the situations or the experiences that led to negative beliefs that then caused, you know, social anxiety or, or whatever the issue is. Then we're able to shift those negative beliefs to the past. So they become a point of gratitude, actually, for how far you've come, how different your experience of life is now. Um, and it's not, and it's not a fear-based thing because you, you, the goal first is always self-compassion, right? So of course I formed that belief because no one was there to say, Hey, this is a one-time thing like you. And actually they may have said that. I don't know. I don't, they're really great people. I just want to be really clear about that. Um, <laughs> but whenever you do that, then we get to the really great part, which is we release those old beliefs. We like, and that has like, that is a fully personal thing. You have to get to the point where you're like, no, it's time. Like I'm ready to let go of this. And then we wire in the new stuff. This is where I get to be like a play brain surgeon. And we design in advance how you want to think, how you want to feel, how you want to react, behave, what thought patterns you want. And those are wired in using a lot of really cool science and neuro-linguistic programming and all of this. And that part, only that part is recorded. And so you listen to that every day for 30 days after. And that allows, your mind actually learns by repetition. And so when you get into that alpha brainwave state every day for 30 days, uh, technically it's recommended for 21. I like 30 because most people will miss a day here or there. Um, and again, if you've had this belief for however many you know decades, then a lot of times it's just good and it feels good. Like it's a very pleasant experience. Um, and so whenever you are listening to that every day, then all of a sudden your mind actually really starts changing because your thought patterns are physical structures in your brain. And so during that regression that I talked about, we're actually breaking down those old thought patterns, those old bridges, if you will, from trigger to um, action or thought or what have you. And then the process of rewiring, rebuilding new patterns happens with the repetition of the recording and the you experience change um in one of three ways but usually it's a combination so the first is an immediate like you know like the the fog is lifted and i don't like i can't go back to believing that thing i used to believe because that's been it's done and that's really fun and usually there's some component of that like light bulb aha moment um within each session the most common type of change is this gradual, you know, every, every few days you're like, man, that's interesting. Like, I don't, huh, I, I don't want that, you know, cherry Coke. I don't know. Um, and then there is what's called retroactive, which is you, you get a, a couple months down the road. You haven't really been thinking about it. And then all of a sudden you notice, oh, I haven't struggled with, you know, this mental health spiral downward i can't remember the last time and so that is the the way that you notice change and normally i give people a lot of exercises to do um like journaling or different things like that depending on what what their issue or goal is to really become aware of those because that's actually extra beneficial for your mind to start to say like hey look we're noticing consciously that these things are changing and so it's it's almost like a an extra boost to that um transformation That is incredibly intriguing. Also, I was left at the grocery store. Um, so 
No big deal. Maybe I need to go and get hypnotherapy because yeah. I'm really salty yeah, I can, about it. You Let's don't even know how it's affected you. You uh, would be, okay, can I tell you, let me tell you how di disconnected, like your logic mind doesn't make the connections that your subconscious mind does. And I did not realize how significant that was until I did a session for a client with travel anxiety that turned out to be financial fear manifesting when the person traveled far. And it was extreme. Like it, like couldn't drive more than an hour from home without a panic attack. Had to be able to find like hospital um, exits on the interstate. And once we, we did the regression and it was this combination of like a scary flight experience when he was young and then um, like a knowledge of several family members who had developed anxiety around age 40 something and then this financial scare. And But the thing is the guy was wealthy, but his mind just always had this fear that something could be on the horizon or that something could be there. And so that in combination with, oh, a flight can be scary. And in combination with, hey, look at all these relatives that got anxiety around this time. He, at that same age, developed. And he never in a million years would have, and he said this, would have known that it was in any way connected to finances. Because again, he was you know super uh, set on that front. So it is really, it's really crazy. And the thing that is important to understand about that is that your body behaves um, as if you're in the thing you're worried about. So if you're, if you are reliving something from your past, the chemicals in your body are recreating that experience. If you're worried about some potential thing in the future, the chemicals in your body are behaving as if that future is here. And that can have really negative impact if, if it's not addressed long term. Absolutely. You know, I've talked to somebody, uh, a professional therapist got on here one time and we addressed the fight or flight reaction that we have. And people think, oh, it's a good thing, you know, fight or flight, but really it can be super detrimental because we have those fight or flight instincts from like exactly. you said, back when we were cave people, you know, have it because if a tiger sneaks up, you got a fight or flight immediately. But now we have them over a thought about maybe something that sort of kind of maybe happen in the future. And so our bodies have just been like all messed up and like we just have to figure out how to regulate these emotions because like you said, we have them, but the world yeah. has changed a lot. So we yes. need to use them a little bit differently. Yeah, so we, I actually have a lesson in the yeah. digital course yeah, that absolutely. we teach specifically on what I call beasts, which are those tigers that we've created because you, you weren't running from tigers all the time. Like there was a tiger here and there maybe, and then you, you got away with it or it ate you like, that's it. And so when it, when you got away from it, you weren't thinking about that forever and ever and ever afterwards. It just was, you, you did the thing, but long-term, I mean, the biological stuff that happens with acid and that's why you like your, you know, your body secretes acid so that you get diarrhea basically. Um, and that's so you could be faster to run from the beast. Right. And you have, you get acid on your skin, your skin becomes acidic. And that was so you didn't taste as good, but long-term it just ages you and, and, and decreases your vitality in a lot of ways. So it's really, it's really nuts. Yeah, that's wild. That's really crazy. So what type, you kind of touched on this a little bit, what, what, what types of results have you seen since you started just this? Going? Miraculous is really the only magical maybe. Um, I'm an Enneagram seven. So I do live in the land of unicorns a little bit, but I like, I, I, I'm bringing unicorns to the norm. Um, so 
it's so wide because obviously I get a lot of people coming to me for more like tangible wellness things, you know, like body image issues or um, if they feel like food kind of has power over them, they're overwhelmed by it. And that's been really powerful. Um, but also, I mean, the anxiety is probably the number one relief that people get because there is so it, there's so many angles that um, that it comes you know, not only are you dispelling beliefs that have led to this anxiety, but you're also actually getting like a hypnotherapy session. That recording is a full hypnotherapy session. And I had um, a client who actually wore an aura ring not that long ago during his live session, his like actual hypnotherapy. And it showed, even though he was talking to me the entire time, that he was in deep rest during our session and for like a while after it, the, the rest part, was maintained in him. And whenever you're doing that, you are giving your fight or flight system a break. Like you are unplugging, recharging, however you want to think of it. And so there's physical benefit to the experience as well. Um, that again, you have for your entire life, if you want to listen to that same recording forever and ever, and I have clients that do, especially if it's an anxiety, like a very generalized anxiety one, because you're literally just giving yourself positive affirmation, but you're hearing it and in you. So rather than having to say, um, you know, I am, I am, I am, the things that we truly believe about ourselves are really things that we heard you are and we internalized. And so that is where hypnotherapy, the affirmations within it are a different voice. I'm in a lot of people's heads, Townsend, a lot. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's an external voice speaking to you that you are completely in control of your emotions, that you are capable of incredible transformation that you, and it depends on exactly what you, what you want, but we design it in that way. Um, I have a client who, the, the client with travel anxiety couldn't drive an hour, um, you know, and within two weeks he was on a four hour road trip. There, I have a client who ate three foods, three foods, salting crackers, really two foods, salting crackers, chicken strips, and water and anything else would make her nauseous like vomit worthy um and within two days she was having guacamole like peppers uh, it was it's crazy um so yes the list goes on and on and on but it's truly sorry does that also work just speaking um it works so can everyone see the questions that come up or just us okay so hypnotherapy so can. speaking in that way when, when you're age zero to seven, like what we tell our kids in that phase of life is so important because they really do internalize it. Um, as we get older and are not in that hypnotic, that alpha brainwave, the repetition required increases. So, so if you're, if you just hear it one time consciously, it, your mind might be like, hmm, that, that puts a kink in this chain of things I believe, but it's not enough to bust the chain. Right. Um, but with, with repetition and with, you know, true, I mean, I would almost say like mentorship, um, and also proof, right? So the proof is in the pudding. Um, but when that happens, yes, you can, as you're telling someone again and again and again, you are this, you are this, you are this absolutely. Um, with that repetition, it can come into play, but it takes a lot. It would be similar to like, if you, so like with hypnotherapy, we kind of like blow up a bridge and then take that stuff to build another bridge. Um, whereas speaking, just telling someone would be more like going to an old bridge, chiseling out a few bricks, walking over, laying a few bricks, going back over. You know what I'm saying? 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, okay. So you kind of touched on pretty much everybody can benefit from that. I feel like we all kind of have skeletons on our closet and like said things you don't even remember. You can go back and we all have this fight or flight. We all have thoughts about us that we could change. We all have some anxieties or worries, but of course this podcast is all about mental health. So what helps you the most during your down days or those moments where you're just not feeling yourself or the dark times? Like, you touched on it earlier. You know, you talked about how you were just having um, a spiritual breakdown and a mental and physical and all these things. Do you feel like hypnotherapy? I was feel the term like for between you, hypnotherapy or? and meditation, they were they were the tools that I needed. So I think in a lot of ways, I had a really pretty tremendous upbringing um, as as a child, and that has obviously a lot of a lot of benefit in a lot of ways. However, I didn't encounter. I didn't get a lot of practice at emotional regulation. I, um, and also like part of being an Enneagram seven, if you're familiar with the Enneagram is that we tend to, um, it, when we're not healthy stuff, negativity down rather than deal with it. So ignoring it rather than releasing it. Right. Cause it's not that we're supposed to, I think that we've done a pendulum swing in mental health in some ways to say almost to make it like all positivity is toxic. And that's not true. Um, Toxic positivity is the ignoring or the stuffing down of the negative, but healthy, you know, optimism or positivity is acknowledging and addressing what is there while also refusing to accept that that's the best it can be. And that is really where, you know, I, I believe that I have, so I'm obviously like trained and, and done all of the things, but I do believe that part of my gifting is that I am able to help people see in themselves a lot of good that they don't necessarily see on their own at first. I'm, I help them to um, to really open their eyes to how much goodness is in them and how much purpose they have. And I think that a lot of people, especially in the last few years, have struggled so much with purpose, and especially women, um, because you know the more that we dig into just how significantly this world is set up for males, and it's getting better. It's important to note, like we're moving. I know it's not as fast as we would like it to be. But we have to acknowledge that it's possible that we are doing this. So we keep going. And so as we as we get to that point that we're able to really um, hold on to authentic truth, what I call capital T truth, right, which is that you have tremendous value, you are beloved, um, then you're able to rewrite those lowercase truths in a way that serves you and allows you to serve your purpose and allows you know you to to fulfill what what you're here on earth to do in a lot of ways and to answer your question sorry about when i'm in a dark time one of the most powerful things that i learned and this was really through hypnotherapy and just like some deep diving into my own personal faith is that our emotions are messengers and so when, when, we not, when I notice an emotion, then I ask myself two questions. One, what is this emotion trying to tell me, right? And two, what is it that I need in order to shift out of or to shift to a higher emotional feeling? Um, and the reason for that is there's, there's biological reason behind emotions and, and, and choosing to move towards more positive ones, and that is that it changes your cellular makeup, truly. Um, there's an entire field of study called epigenetics, which has grown tremendously, even in the last five years, but definitely in the last 20. Um, and it basically says, you know, you and I have fewer genes than a grape. We're over on time. Is that okay? Okay. So, so humans okay, have fewer genes than a grape, 
yet obviously a lot more variety. And that is because we have control over how our genes are expressed. And so little bitty things like getting, you know, adequate sleep turns on 700 health promoting genes. Um, your emotional health is one of the most significant regulators of your epigenetics. And that is sometimes hard for people to, we're, we're such a logical people, you know, like we want science and we want hard facts and, and that's great, except for if we're not looking at the right science. And so for, for our emotional health, you know, our, like our ears interpret sound waves. We don't see them, but we hear them. Our eyes interpret light waves. We don't hear them, but we see them. Our, our heart gives off magnetic waves. They're measurable. You can look up the Institute of Heart Math and learn all about it. But these magnetic waves actually change our cellular structure and they can improve it if you are, that's why gratitude is so important. The emotion of gratitude actually turns on healthy genes. And we're talking about genes that do major things like reduce disease risk, improve, you know, body composition, things like that. And so whenever you are in a place where you are just consciously every day acknowledging when you have an emotion that is less than desired, giving yourself like no judgment. You're not mad at yourself for it. You just notice like, oh, okay, I feel this. It's there. Um, why is it there? What is it trying to tell me? And two, what, what, what steps do I need to take or what steps are available to me to take? I don't have to, but I'm going to choose to because I know that that's what feels good. To me, that's what wellness is about. You want to feel good because when you feel good, then, you know, the world is your oyster. So um, getting to that point where you can say, okay, what can I do? And sometimes it's meditate. Like that's really one of the quickest ways or to get into a hypnotherapy recording and, and listen to it. But even just to pause and release your thoughts, start noticing your thoughts and releasing them. That will actually elevate your emotional state, which then tremendously impacts everything else. But also if you're not in a place to do that, just turn on music that is somehow uplifting, whether it's soft or, or, you know, girls just want to have fun. I don't know, whatever your chosen vibe is, I guess. Um, but doing like having these little things that you know, you can do when you're in a down moment to allow yourself. Yeah. Oh, that is, I love that gratitude. It's so powerful. Um, and again, it's free. Like these things are free. Gratitude is free. Meditation is free. Hypnotherapy is not free, but it's worth it. Um, but all of these things are drinking water with some minerals in it, you know, taking like magnesium. I would say the number one physical thing that um, I think like 94% of the world is deficient in magnesium. Magnesium in your body is basically like salt in a recipe, right? Like you need it in chocolate chip cookies. You need it in, so you need magnesium for sleep. You need magnesium for producing energy, ATP. You need magnesium for producing serotonin. You need magnesium to go poop regularly. You need magnesium to regulate your heart rhythm. Like it's critical. And so your body is very good at prioritizing. So if you're low in magnesium, it's going to prioritize your heart rhythm, right? So you might not poop good, which doesn't put anybody in a good mood. You might not make enough serotonin. You might not uh, sleep well, which then causes more anxiety. It's all, all these things are connected. So we can't disconnect any piece of us and anything that we do to improve one piece of us has positive, you know, ripple, trickle, whichever effect on the rest of us. 
Yeah. I love that. It's just like life. Uh, you know, one of my coworkers and I back in the day, we were talking about, um, in his point of view, being a dad, you know, you can't do everything. You can't work out and eat healthy and do this and be the perfect dad and the perfect husband and the perfect coworker and everything. And when you focus on one area, you lack in the other. So, I mean, it all, it all makes sense. It's all common sense. So I love that. That's pretty cool. Um, so what advice would you give people that are curious yeah, so, about the Well, schedule a discovery call because they're free. And then we can talk more about, you know, specifically like what you, you are, you know, either struggling with or working toward. Um, and sometimes it's little things like me public speaking. Like I used to, I'm a redhead. If you can't tell because the slide was kind of weird, um, very fair skinned. And so I would blush and get super sweaty. Um, and now I speak in front of hundreds of people because of hypnotherapy slash practice. Um, but so there, it is a very personal and intimate experience, right? So, um, it's important to really get to know whoever you are thinking about letting into your innermost thoughts and also know that it's a judgment free zone. It is beautiful and freeing and only good comes from it. And if you're curious about it, I mean, Googling honestly is a good place to start. It is definitely gaining momentum. Um, but hypnosis and hypnotherapy, again, are two different things. So definitely be clear on where you're searching. But I love, it's obviously one of my favorite topics to talk about. So scheduling a discovery call is kind of a, a win-win for everybody. Um, two things I want to point out. One, the biggest question I got, um, I encourage people to ask questions and things before I have these podcasts. The biggest one was people thinking it was hypnosis. Um, and I thought, you know, really, I don't know. And like I said, I usually do a ton of research, buy a ton of books, have all my ducks in a row before. And I really wanted to be caught off guard with this. Um, and so I didn't look it up. I didn't want to Google it because I wanted you to educate me. So it's really cool uh, just to break it down a little bit. It sounds so amazing. I'm a huge advocate of therapy and nature and and spirituality and all things good. So it sounds amazing to me, honest to goodness. Uh, I might be hitting you up pretty soon because we all could use a little touch up. Uh, yeah, and some some tips and tricks. And honestly, the things I have learned in my journey of better molding myself go hand in hand with what you say. So I love that so much. And then a second note I wanted to make was you were talking about how the world is getting better uh, but we're not quite where we want to be. I just want to say the fact that we are on a live stream with two women who are empowering and, you know, having their own business, talking about mental oh, cool. health. It, like, is, how it cool really is, is mind blowing. That's yeah, it really, like just a couple of years ago, not even a handful of years ago, mental health was not a topic of discussion, especially women talking about, about mental health, you know, the things you had, everybody would blame it on like the menstrual cycle or, if you we know, had just, more time just to talk about the menstrual women. cycle. So I will, so I just want to tell you, I, you just need to know that the, we're seasonal creatures, right? Like we are not, we are not 24 hour clocks. We're 28 ish day clocks. And so you're like, your cycle talks to you just like your emotions do. And so it doesn't, if you're tired and you're like, you know, in your luteal phase or whatever, like that's just, it's not saying like push past the tired. It's saying slow down, rest, let some things, you know, there's, it's bananas, but that's for another thing. It absolutely. That could almost be a whole nother podcast for women. No, men should listen too, because that would then be they'll really have a lot cool. more understanding be... of what's going on. Well, yeah. Absolutely. But like focusing on women's health and like have them. Yeah. That would be cool. Let's do it. I'm going to hit you up after this. All right. So the last thing, where can people find you or more about hypnotherapy? Yeah, more so about your our website is prescriptionwellness.com. Um, and then on social, we're 
at Prescription Wellness, my personally is uh, Beth Ann Prescription Wellness. Prescription Wellness is not my last name. Long story. Um, I've had too many accounts. We'll just put it that way. Uh, so Beth Ann at, prescri at Beth Ann Prescription Wellness, Prescription Wellness, and then prescriptionwellness.com. Love it. Love it. That is awesome. This has been so fun. I'm so glad that we got to hop on here. It's been a pleasure chit-chatting with you outside of the book club. So thank you for taking time. I know you have kids running around like they're in their own quarantine right now Thompson, and they're threatened not to come out so it's fine we'll just hypnotize them about that later <laughs> no big deal <laughs> <laughs> they'll need about that later yeah there are a lot of things of like kind of like being left at the grocery store i may need hypnotherapy know, it that. has nothing Mom, to do with how much we're left not one little bit and we know it we know it <laughs> my mom loves me tremendously it has been a blast. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I've learned Yay. so much about this live stream. I was so excited to hop on here. Yeah. I honestly wondered if you were going to like hit, like hypnotize me. No, that my people. I had not no bad. idea. So I I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would not be good. Thankfully it'd be recorded. So I would know what I said, but anyway, guys, if you want to check it out, go to prescriptionwellness.com. This was super amazing. I hope you have a for great sure. evening. So and we'll be in touch. Okay. Bye. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at townsendtmusic for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area, and they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty.